What's up, good people? It's your boy, Mr. Shaw. We back at it again with another one. Today, we're going to do another part of the installation of the Rise and Fall series of the WWE and the WWF. Now, y'all know I covered, you know, the Attitude Era from the 90s to the 2000s and then from the, the Ruthless Aggression from 2000 to 2010. Now, like I told you, these are not actually their eras. They're actually for a few years. But the difference is I put it together just because, you know, saying era this, era this, era that, era this. And it just makes it a little bit easier for people to, to keep up with it. But, you know, I did want to say I wanted to talk about a few key points when it came to all these eras. Now, if you notice, you ain't really seen like events like King of the Ring for a while. That's because King of the Rings has been gone for like a few years. Now, I can't tell you exactly when it, it was. Like, not off the top of the head because um, I, th I think it's mostly, I think it mostly was done by, uh, I, I probably would say probably during the Ruthless Aggression era. I think that's when it was last done. Because the last guy I remember who was the King of the Ring, this, this is how you know. I I watched WWE for a, a few years. It was Booker T when he went by King Booker. I I love the King Booker gimmick. And we're actually going to touch on another part that has to do with him as well. Is uh is that you know the King of the Ring? This person was supposed to be like a very talented and like kind of like pushed guy. And for me, the King of the Ring tournament that happened this year, it was, it, well, not this year. It was last year. The last year was the first time they did the King of the Ring tournament after X amount of years. I did not like how this King of the Ring tournament went down. This King of the Ring tournament was, to me, if you ask me honestly, this King of the Ring tournament was done very, very poorly. Because during this time period, uh, let's say it, they were pushing a certain superstar. His name was Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is basically a heel. And for me, Baron Corbin is okay. He has very good in-ring prowess, but I don't like his ring gear. I like He's still wearing that business attire, and I think it, it probably does limit him a little bit. But he's like he's very very good at what he does. But don't don't get it twisted. I ain't trying to bash the guy as a wrestler. But it's just like they push him to like be a very like top dog, maybe as a heel. But then they don't do anything with him. Like he his biggest match, other than King of the Ring to me, was his match with Kurt Angle. Like he was good. But then <laughs> he he didn't he didn't do nothing else until King of the Ring. And they basically had him go against a guy that was like Chad Gable. They were boosting Chad Gable up and Chad Gable was winning by BS pinfalls and stuff like that. I didn't like that. It's like you were building a guy to like be like this unstoppable force and he was gonna just lose. And I, I too much didn't like the way that they did that. Like that 
you really want to see what I'm talking about, just look up the King of the Ring tournament for 2019, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like Baron Corbin to me at least looked like he had a had a fight on his hands. Like he was like fighting and wrestling with these guys. He was hitting these guys with his finisher move. I just didn't like the idea that he basically like he basically was just like after that nothing really was going his way. Like yeah, they they brought back uh SmackDown went back to Fox and they brought him back, but it's like he just got beat up by The Rock and by uh he got beat. Who else did he get beat? It was a girl. I think it was Becky Lynch, cause she was still she was still in the hot streak. So Becky Lynch beat her up, and then you know. After WrestleMania, like SmackDown, now still doing his thing. Jeff Hardy came and beat up uh, on uh, Baron Corbin. But other than that, I have not really seen Baron Corbin, you know, really get like a good push. Like he was getting like a title match and actually winning the title. So it's like to me, you boosted him up to be this great superstar, but then you don't do nothing with him. Another bad point. Now, a few like the few of these superstars I know have very good talent, like Ricochet. Very, very talented. Very, very talented. Like, um, high fly that they have in their arsenal. Him, Cedric, Alexander, Mustafa Ali. Who they just call him by Ali now. I, I've always hated that when they do that. I've always, I've, always, I've never liked when WWE just shortens a superstar's, like, name. That, that's just dumb. Because you, you, bull, you bill him as that, and then you just shorten it at your convenience. Oh, we don't want to call you that. All the way now. So just go by this. That's dumb. If you're going to call a guy that when he first starts, just let him be that all the way through. That's like me trying to just change Jeff Hardy to just Hardy. That's dumb. Sometimes it works if it's just a long name. Like like when Undertaker went by Undertaker Kane or Kane Undertaker. It's just long. Just give him one name and let him just stick with it. So that's good. But it's... It's it's like they don't really do much. They don't do much with it. These guys, like the this, particular the high flyers, they they're just kind of like left into the wing. They'll have a good couple matches, and then they'll just take a really like bad match and get their ass whooped. Like Cedric the Alexander's now turned heel. They got him with I think the the Hurt family. I I haven't watched watched WWE in a minute, so I have to basically. Do a, I got a lot of material to look at. Oh, boy. And then them things be long. So, I got, I got a lot of material to cover. So, that that's one thing. So, he went to being a heel. And I'm hoping that this heel push would kind of give him, like, um, a good, like, understanding of how to speak on the mic. Because I think he, I know he got MVP over there. And I think Bobby Lashley's over there as well. So, I think that'll give him a good... Um, a good push to be with some veterans who can speak on a mic, and and also to to speak on like Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was underused too. This is why I think in TNA he he did very well because they knew how to use him. They you know one of the main matches people wanted to see, and I don't think nobody would have cared who went or lost if you had Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. You really had two powerhouses, but. You didn't want to do it because 
And I know what some people are going to say, but they don't want Bobby Lashley to beat Brock Lesnar. Okay. And it still would have been a good match. Because Bobby Lashley is strong, just like Brock Lesnar is strong. And that would have been a better, better match than just putting him up against the, the, the BS match they had with Lada and Rusev going through like some marital thing. Like that was just a poor idea. I didn't like that. That was just poor. And I, that's why I just feel like WWE doesn't really know how to use their superstar. Because, you know, Rusev left on, on some allegation. I think he got arrested. And so WWE cut him. And then he went to AEW. So now he's over there. It's just like you, you're losing superstars on stupid stuff. You're just letting them go. You're a billion dollar company. And you don't. You, they act like they can't. They can't do anything. Like they brought all these guys from 205 Live. And they're not using them. You should have just kept 205 Live. And 205 Live to me is basically like. Uh, is basically what. I would say it's like the cruiserweight. Like, these guys were good. They fought in their own division. They had something going on, but you don't utilize any of them. You utilize them when you feel like utilizing them, but then after that, you just send them, like, to the bottom of the totem pole of the roster. That's what I say is wrong now with the WWE. You have too many superstars, and you don't utilize none of them. You utilize the same people every single week. Like, I know Samoa Joe would be out there, but Samoa Joe, I think, is still hurt. So, I have to... I gotta look into it, see when he if he's returned or not. But I from last time I looked at it, he he was still hurt with his with his wrist, and that happened during the uh the King of the Ring tournament. He got injured in that match. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a triple threat match with him, Baron Corbin. I think it was Ricochet, and I think Baron Corbin got the pin. And I just feel like that was a very, very poor, that was a very, very poor match as well. Because they, they, I just don't, I didn't like that. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I don't, I think that was just dumb. You did a triple threat match. You didn't even have them really like win, win like a, a very good way. Like, <laughs> it's like them two took themselves out and then you just had Baron Corbin just slide in again and do it again. Very, very poor matches, but <clears throat> to talk about Ricochet, Ricochet's a <clears throat> Ricochet's a very, very talented, you know, wrestler, but it's like they don't really utilize him. Like he just was getting his tail whooped. Like after he won the United States Championship, I think from Samoa Joe. They gave it to him for a while and he was doing very good and then he lost it to AJ Styles. It's just like you, you, you took it, you made him take it from a veteran, then you gave it back to another veteran that was better. And I just feel like that was just dumb. <laughs> they, they, this is why I always say it's very bad when you have too many veterans on a roster or too many guys that's been that's big names and known. That's why I don't like when they when they bring guys like Bill Goldberg to come back in and win because that's taking time away from the other superstars. And the, the superstars that have been grinding this whole time. That's why I didn't like it when Brock Lesnar was the champion. Because Brock Lesnar would just show up when he wanted to show up. And his matches would be less than like five minutes. Really, like probably less than three minutes. 
And I didn't like that. I, I just, I never cared for that. I think that was the most dumbest stuff they ever did. That's why I don't, I don't like the fact that they gave Brock Lesnar that, the, the SmackDown. Uh, what was it? Smack, I think the SmackDown one is the WWE Championship now because they changed it from the World Heavyweight Championship some years ago to basically that's the SmackDown Champion and the Raw Championship is a Universal Championship. I don't like that crap. That's, that to me is like, I like the idea that they basically giving them a different name to basically branch out from the, the championships of old. But I just don't like it when they give it to like these, these superstars and they're just giving it to them. Like Seth Rollins has run, has won the Universal T Championship multiple times in 2019. He won it twice from Brock Lesnar. I think The Fiend won it from him. And he won it back from The Fiend at a, a Super Showdown. Uh, the second one that happened in Saudi Arabia of last year. I just I just don't like that. I don't I don't like the idea of that. I don't like the the um I don't like the way that they're basically setting up a lot of their matches. Like the Bill Goldberg match versus Undertaker match that probably could have happened years ago. But they they didn't want to do it. Now you had these two dudes who are in their older years, basically in their upper 40s and 50s, trying to wrestle. And it doesn't go as planned. Now, I seen this match because I said, you know what? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I want to see what's going to happen. But when I seen Bill Goldberg come out, I noticed Bill Goldberg had was had a blood dot on his head. And as you all knew, Bill Goldberg had a bad habit of banging his head on the wall and on the door. So basically, Bill Goldberg concussed himself. Hey, I think he concussed himself again trying to uh, hit a spear or a jackhammer on uh, The Undertaker. Because you notice, if you look at the jackhammer... Now, you've seen Bill Goldberg hit the jackhammer flawlessly. But that jackhammer he tried to hit on the Undertaker, he almost injured the Undertaker. But you can kind of see, even on Undertaker's mat, eyes, he, he was not satisfied. And this is because Bill Goldberg hurt himself, and this basically made the match look terrible. But this is always what I'm talking about. You, you bring these these. Veteran part-timer guys, like I love the Undertaker, I like Bill Goldberg, but that was a match they should not have done over there. And I know it was just basically just to appease to, you know, the people of Saudi Arabia. I ain't got no beef with that, but I just think that was a bad idea. These guys have not wrestled in that kind of area like that before, and they're in their older years, so it was like a very very bad idea. But like I always say, you know, like you had guys like Kofi Kingston who fought for their championship. Him going up against Randy Orton, a veteran, a veteran who had the title and had multiple of them. That was a good idea because it basically was going to solidify Kofi Kingston was a true champion. Because he fought somebody who was a champion and was a championship contender. And it made it look good because, like, if you don't know, 
if we're going back to the uh, WWE of old, it was a Raw match with W uh, with Kofi Kingston had put Randy Orton through a table. This is when Kofi Kingston looked a little bit bigger. But during that match, after uh, after a uh, Randy Orton had RKO'd um, Kofi, he kept shouting, "Stupid, stupid, stupid!" You can look it up. Just look up uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton first match, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Like this is like a young, <laughs> a younger Viper, <laughs> Randy Orton. Like it, it, it really did. It really did uh, look pretty good. Like I think it was. I, I think it was just because I think Kofi was make was making himself look very good because he was like on a very like good hot streak because he was doing very very well during this time period. Then he kind of just disappeared for a minute. So I don't know. Maybe it's because he wasn't supposed to go about the match like that, or if that's really just how it was supposed to go. But uh, you know. Randy Orton was put in front of him again, two times. Now, the first one, I didn't understand what happened there. A count out happened. But I think that was just like they didn't want, they wanted to build it for uh, later on. So I understand what they what they did there was, was that basically it was going to be a count out. And then, you know, duh, you know, even though, you know, Randy won, he doesn't win unless he, pins or has Kofi pin or submit in the ring so this is a false count every anywhere match now he did pretty good but he ended up losing that because of that now they, they build it for SummerSlam which is I think a bigger event I think that's why they did it because Night of Champions it's okay but it's like it doesn't really matter. It's like, it's one of them events where they just put all the titles on the line. People lose them. People retain them. And then you, you go from there. But SummerSlam is basically like the second biggest event that, you know, WWE has. Which is SummerSlam and WrestleMania. SummerSlam in the later part of the year. WrestleMania in the beginning part of the year. Two big, big no matches. So I think that's why they built it for that. But I also don't like the fact that they bring part-timers in. Like Trish Stratus, I know they brought her in there just to basically push Charlotte Flair. But I don't like Charlotte Flair. And it ain't because she's the, uh, the daughter of, you know, Ric Flair. I just don't like it because basically, this is what I say. They push certain characters to always be in a limelight for a title match. And to win the title. Because to me, she's won a lot of BS title matches. And I, I don't care for that. It's like you got all these other superstars. And you don't ever give them a chance with a title. Or a chance to actually win the title. But you keep putting her in the forefront. Like this girl literally has won. And I think after what? <clears throat> these past couple years, I've seen her win the title multiple times. She won the... Uh, the SmackDown Championship that last year. Then she ended up winning the SmackDown Championship again. <clears throat> it's like, why do you keep putting this title in this person's hand? It's like, you're trying to pass the people of old, but even at least the people of old, 
they had to at least earn those title matches. Like you just put her up there because you're like, oh well, she's good. But it's like you keep putting the same person, like, in the same matches over and over and over again. That's why I think a lot of superstars leave. Like you, you're not you're not giving other people a chance to actually get a shot at the title. You're not giving these people a chance to actually show you that I'm good with the title. You're just giving them like 30 days and then it's whatever. Like I think, what was it? I think that the, the Women's Smackdown Championship was lost on the new Smackdown. If I remember correctly, I think it was. I think it really was. And I, I think that was that was crazy because it's like it was basically I think it was supposed to push Bailey to be uh who was the former champion before SummerSlam and then and I think then she lost and she bit she was devastated and they basically pushed her to be in the heel. So I was like, damn. So I was like, damn, like it was like what what do you really want to do? Like I don't know. I just feel like a lot of these guys, they bring certain people back like Trish Stratus just to push people like Charlotte Flair. And they got guys like Shane McMahon. Now, everyone loves Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon. But I think we realized Shane McMahon was basically getting too much of the spotlight over the people that was supposed to be there to wrestle. <clears throat> now, don't, don't take it. I ain't going to take nothing away from Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon was just supposed to be a business dude. But Shane McMahon was out there putting his body on the line. I ain't about to lie and say he just was like some light work. He, he was a very good guy like as a wrestler, but I think they put him too much in the forefront. And I think them actually doing like uh, the ladder match where they basically fired Shane, I think that was a, a good way of getting him out of there because I think they realized people were not being happy. It's like sometimes you got to listen to the fans. You got to listen to the fans. Sometimes the fans are trying to tell you things to help you better your product that's why i always ask for y'all opinion on a lot of that stuff because i said i want to better the the podcast as best as i can so that so that you know you have like something very more entertaining to look at or not look at listen to while you're just going about your day like you just walk in you running or you just listening to your car i want to improve the podcast you gotta listen to your fans sometimes not all the time because sometimes people don't know what they're talking about but that's what people don't like the most is when you bring people of the old to basically support your, your, your thing of the new. It's not, it's good for nostalgia, but it's not good for um, your business. Because if I keep bringing guys like, like, uh, I got a recipe that they sold, but just to, if they were still here and, it, um, and actually in good health. But we brought back the Road Warriors every single time we wanted people to face in the tag team division. That's messed up to all the other tag teams. And I, that's another thing I don't like. I don't like the fact that you got so many tag teams, but then you break them up. You got rid of the uh, the boys from the OC and you left AJ Styles by himself. Then you got rid of the... What were those guys' names? 
think they were uh they were the guys that were posted they were feuding with uh who was it? Kofi Kingston's crew, the New Day. They were feuding with them. They were always the other team that was winning the championships. They won all the championships, but they broke. They got rid of them and let them go. They even broke up the New Day. I think they broke up uh, the Blue Collar Boys, Tucker and Otis. I think they broke them up too. It's like, why form tag teams if you're just going to break them up? To me, that's just dumb. Sometimes tag teams are good together. Like I'm glad the Street Profits are still together, but they, if they break up the Street Profits, they're not going to look good by themselves. Not right now. But the superstar that they you need to keep them together. Like they they kept the DX together, even though they were never together all the time. But they're always together. It's like, <laughs> why'd you do that? Why you keep doing that? You know that they're good together. They're good to build together unless you're going to basically push these superstars. And if you're not going to push them, that's a dumb idea. Because I already know they're not going to push them. So they did it just to do it. But we'll have to wait and see how this how this product really goes. Because right now, with AEW basically keep on getting new superstars and people... And people really want to understand where AEW came from. It came from a, another group of people that actually also had money. But I think it also comes from the fact that two superstars who were WWE superstars. One was from the WWF. Um, and they come from a WWE legend. Uh, Dusty Rhodes himself. The American Dream. You know, rest in peace of his soul. He, he left this world. Five, six years ago. So, rest in peace to him. He did bring in two talented wrestlers, but I feel like they were underutilized. The oldest one, Dustin Rhodes, but you know him as Gold Dust. And Gold Dust weirded a lot of us. I ain't gonna lie, he weirded me out. But he was very talented. But to me, I never seen Gold Dust really get no push. Gold Dust never got no push, he never was pushed. He was just put out there, but he was never pushed to like show that he was good. Then his the younger brother, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, man, was very, very talented. Uh, In-ring capability, uh, top row capability, good, good on the mic. But as far as he ever got was basically a tag team title and intercontinental championship. Why is that? Because the guys that reigned over this time period was John Cena and Randy Orton were the main ones who were being put in the titles. And, you know, they gave him that Stardust character. And I think he could have capitalized on that Stardust character. And, you know, it, it was just... It, it's just the fact that I feel like they just they, they did them wrong. And then those guys left and then went with this company. And they're basically getting AEW on top. AEW is looking pretty tight but from what I've seen. I haven't seen like an actual like episode of it. But I have to wait. I have to wait and see how I feel about it. Because they're bringing like a lot of people of old. That WWE has forgotten about. Like I'm going to just call them guys the boys. Uh, 
the guy that's that uh that feuded with the New Day and actually won all the 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 titles, tag team titles, and I think it was NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Those guys actually won it and did pretty good. But you know now they're over there as well. But we're gonna have to wait and see how a lot of these these superstars do. And we'll have to just see. What ends up happening with a lot of these superstars? When a lot of them keep going to AEW, will some of them go to TNA? Even though I feel like TNA lost lost a lot of good superstars when basically when a lot of them left. Like Hulk Hogan left, I think that's really what hurt him. Because Hulk Hogan basically, he went back to WWE. And, you know, they lost AJ Styles. They lost uh, Bobby Roode. They lost Samoa Joe and I think a, a couple others, but they they really did struggle. But basically, to to close it out, another reason why a lot of superstars leave is due to personal reasons, and others wanted to do different things. Like John Cena's been working day in and day out for WWE ever since he got his big push as the face of WWE. Well, he did the Marine, he did the. Uh, what episode of Psych? He did a movie called 12 Rounds a few years back. I think he did another movie, but I think he really wants to be like an actor. Like kind of like they I think he wanted to be like The Rock, but I think they had put him like down on a contract that you can't do none of this stuff until this year. And so I think that's really what happened. And I feel like that that's that's kind of like what what they did to him so that he couldn't uh that he couldn't basically lead the WWE. He had to basically be there in the forefront. It's like he wanted to do something else. Cause when you're doing the WWE, it's 365 every single day. And I think he wanted to do something different so he actually could like be with his children and stuff like that. Now the opposite is of you know Booker T. Booker T was on a hot streak. But Booker T had a lot of things that he wanted to do differently. Like, you know, he was King Booker. He was put on some very tremendous matches. But, you know, the death of Eddie Guerrero hurt him. And then I think the situation that happened with Chris Benoit, I think that did it for him. He he wanted to step away. He stepped away and he was doing a lot better. You know, then I know he went to TNA for a good minute. And, you know, he returned uh, to WWE, think basically around like 2011, 2012. But it's just, it's just kind of like how I feel is that, you know, a lot of superstars, their well-being or what they say really doesn't matter. And I think that's also a big part of why WWE has fallen. Because it's really been getting, been getting pushed to the forefront about how a lot of these superstars basically put their lives on the line. And they're just, and they're just discarded after their, after their time is up. Like Tamina Snuka, a daughter of the late uh, Jimmy Snuka, he was just discarded. He just they didn't seem like they cared about him. And Tamina was a very she's a very very talented superstar as well, but they don't they don't use Tamina. Tamina just basically used like as a, as like a brawler who just gets her ass whooped every every wrestling match. She's another superstar who I said should have won a title match at some point. 
right now. She should have won a title match. Point blank, period. She would have been a very good, you know, contender, basically, for a face to come and beat. When I say face, basically, the, the good, the good guy, the, or the good girl. Like, basically, they're the person that's supposed to go against her. Because to me, it was base. she's really good at being a heel. But they never pushed her. Now, Nia Jax, on the other hand, someone's going to have to work with her about being safer in the ring because a lot of wrestlers have been injured by her. Like, uh, Kyrie Zane got injured by her. I think uh, a couple others got injured by her. Like, you know, we've, we've seen some superstars go down. Like, Paige, Paige can no longer wrestle no more. Like, all she's good for basically is it just like announcer and, and speaker. But other than that, Paige is done. And I seen Paige when she first came, and Paige was doing very well. But that injury to the back of her neck took her out. You know, Corey Graves, a very good wrestler who could have done something. He went down due to injuries. But, you know, they keep him around as, as an announcer. He's good at playing like a heel force. But that's... It's like a lot of these people didn't get to... You didn't really get to see them shine because of injuries. And like Alexa Bliss, I don't know what's going to be up with her. Because to me, I seem like she's always injured in a match. And it's like, we, we got to, we got to do, they got to do a lot better about protecting their wrestlers. And actually putting like wrestlers who need to be out there, who can actually take a punishment and others who they know are not good on it. Because Alexa Bliss is good, but they put her out there as, like, she's, like, very, very great. But I seen they did something weird with her. They put Alexa Bliss with Bray Wyatt. And I kind of think the other um, the other wrestler that had the same kind of thing going on with Alexa Bliss, I thought they were going to put her there. So I kind of feel like they did her dirty. And I think they used Alexa Bliss instead because Alexa Bliss is more known than that one. And that's why I feel like, you know, they're not pushing certain wrestlers. This is going to end up hurting WWE. If another company comes by and a lot of these other wrestlers just, just go, WWE ain't going to survive because AEW is on a hot streak right now. Now, they're more newer. Like, basically, they're like, they're like the new... WCW, but they got money to pay their people. So, we're going to have to wait and see in the next couple years and see what happens. Because, you know, right now, due to COVID, everybody kind of suffering a little bit. You know. So, we're going to basically, I'm going to let this year kind of like be like a, a standstill thing. But we need to really see what are they going to do. Are they going to keep using the same old superstars to win title matches? Or are they actually going to try to put other superstars in the forefront to show you that, hey, I can do this. All we're going to do is have to wait and see. But that's it for this episode. And this is probably going to be like the last part, unless I decide to make another part for it. Because I think I basically covered, even I think I covered basically all three different eras. Because basically, even if I try to say, try to pick certain parts from attitude or ruthless aggression, the same thing still applies. You know, injuries have taken out a lot of superstars. And mess-ups, like, they have taken superstars' lives. Not actually being, like, 
actually caring about their well-being. And, you know, like, yeah, they're, like, in the forefront. And they're being shown that they're, like, the top dogs in the wrestling community. But it doesn't matter if they die. Or if they suffer, like, a very big injury and you do nothing about it. Other than that, just stay tuned because I think I got um I got another series that I think I'm gonna do another rise and fall on. But this one's gonna be going back into the anime segment. So if you want to see that one, just just let me know. But you know, other than that, I'm gonna probably bring back another part. Like I've done, I did this one earlier during the podcasting. And I think once I've actually done a little bit more catching up on this on this one, I'll drop this one probably. This one will probably be done later this month or be done um, in December because I, I got some time off for in December. So just stay tuned because during that uh, later part of this year, I'm, I'm basically trying to get this podcast really up and going. You know, so just stay tuned. But other than that, Y'all have a good day because it's time for Sunday Night Football. So I'm out.